filmed adaptation the podcast for in-depth discussion on film adaptations and the original material they're based on. This is episode number 34 for February 3rd, 2013, where we will discuss The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by Al Frank Baum and the uh, 1939 film adaptation. I'm your host, Kendall Bryant. I'm Jordan Reefer. I'm Jessica Dick. I'm Ryan Smith. And I'm Jennifer Dick. In upcoming films this week, we have Safe Haven, which comes out February 14th in the U.S. and March 1st in the U.K. It's based on the book by Nicholas Sparks, and it stars Julianne Hough and Josh Jamal. And now you know why it comes out the 14th. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and also Beautiful Creatures, which comes out February 13th in the U.K., February 14th in the U.S., based on the novel by Cami Garcia and Margaret Stoll, starring Alice Inglert, Alden, and, oh god, I had a hard time with this last time, too. <laughs> Aiden, Enrenreich? I don't know. Yeah, Enrenreich. Enrenreich. Okay, That's see, now, it, that. it had a lot of letters. Yeah, last time we just said it had Reich at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Emma Thompson, Viola Davis, and Jeremy Irons. Um, and we covered the book on episode 33 with uh, me and Dorn and Nicole. So you should check that out. So let's get started because there's lots of good stuff to talk about. And my notes are, I feel like this. there's just such an extensiveness to, like, Oz. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't even, I really didn't even write half of it down. Actually, I probably didn't even write 5% of it down because too much. But um, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by Alfred Baum was published in 1900. Uh, he himself wrote 13 other books that took place in Oz. After his death, his publishers had 26 more written, most of them by Ruth Plumley Thompson, but also a couple of other authors. And since it went into public domain, even more have been written. Uh, it was adapted into a stage musical by Baum in 1902, which makes a little bit more explicit references to, this, to the stories. Or, yeah, to the story as a political allegory, but it was never confirmed that it actually was. And just, like, search and Wikipedia it, because there's just, like, too much to even <laughs> possibly, you know, tell. There's yeah. Wicked and... <clears throat> oh, gosh, There's yeah. a bunch of other movies I didn't even know existed, like, movie adaptations other than the 1930... Not, like, a bunch, but, like, four. Well, I <laughs> yeah. know there was Return to Oz with, um... There was Tin Man. yeah. This year I was thinking yeah, about that already. Well, I don't... The, the Muppets did one. Oh, the, the Muppets. Muppet Wiz. <laughs> oh, right. Um, of course, there's also, like, Wicked and the other adaptations by Gregory and the Wire. Yeah. Yeah, Son of a Right, but that's not canon. So, yeah. I think I'm, I think that, actually, I read um, that there's debate even as to whether, like, the stuff that the publishers had written counts as canon, because... Because it was done by somebody else. Because it was not done by him. But then there are a couple that the quote the family approved of, like four that the family approved of being published, that were not written by, that that was not a part of that original twenty six. That was like other people. His grandson Roger S. Baum wrote like one or two. Um, Margaret Baum wrote one, I think, but I can't remember her relation exactly. I said grandson, right? About Roger? Yeah. Yeah. I think it actually is great-grandson, but... Anyways. One of those down the line. Mm-hmm. So, I had never read this before finishing it today. I pretty much... I think we all pretty much grew up on the yeah. film, but I never, like, read the 
the original yeah. book. Neither had I. It's been on my list for a very long time. Me too, yeah. We just want him here. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had, yeah. like, a set of four of them, I think, that my parents got me, like, way back when, but, f- like, probably one, whatever the first four that he wrote were, probably, but I never read them. <laughs> so how did everybody enjoy the book that, that read it? I liked it. It, <clears throat> it had an older feel to it you know sort mm-hmm. of like when you read chronicles of narnia or some of those other like type of older kids books mm-hmm. you know very allegorical but i i enjoyed it yes i did too i like <laughs> i mean there were things that i knew to look for i think because i'd seen the film but definitely a kid's book oh yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean more so than really i think the movie well than the movie and even like i mean more so than other quote-unquote kids books that I've read, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that are like this length and things like yeah. that, I guess is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wizard of Oz, the wonderful Wizard of Oz, seemed even more, like, for a younger audience than mm-hmm. that series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, I mean, especially at the beginning, it's very simplistic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, everything is gray, and this is gray, and that's gray, and this wasn't gray, but it is now, and like, you know, it's just very... Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's detailed, but not in a complex way. You just, yeah. like, you know, what's around you and who it is and... I was notice- noticing, too, they always tell you, like, when she ate and when... You know, things like that that yeah. normally, like, you get into, like, different books and, like, they don't tell you that stuff. They just assume that you know that this person is eating. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just, it nourishment. was like you really did know pretty much everything, every, like, activity throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. They're either walking or they're trying to find a place to sleep or they're, you know, like, you always mm-hmm. kind of know. And it was very, like, mini adventures throughout, mm-hmm. too, which was... Yeah. Which I like. I was actually reading it thinking, like, this is really good, like, chapter-wise to read to a kid because yeah. you're having an adventure <laughs> every chapter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It was a really good kid's quest novel. Like, mm-hmm. the... You have this one place that you're going to at the end... But you have to do this, this, and this to get there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I was telling Doran, because I was reading it, I was like, I always forget that getting to the Emerald City is actually the middle. Even when I watch yeah. the movie, I can I always forget that that's the middle of the movie. It's yeah. not, you know, the end. That they kind of get the other task lop, lopped onto it mm-hmm. after they've met her. You do kind of have this, like, kind of climax in the middle with the Emerald City and then yeah. and the witch and everything, and then a separate one with the Kansas going back to. Yeah. So it is already kind of a different book in that respect, in mm-hmm. plot line, because you're right, it kind of does have two, like, two main, like, climaxes. Parts, yeah. Two climaxes. Well, because when you get to Emerald City the first time, you think that's going to be the end. Yeah. Or at least the characters do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might as well bring this up, right? It's like my favorite part. It was my favorite part, and this is the one thing that I knew to look for. And I know we're not talking about the film yet, really. but uh, And this was something that I read that Baum had said himself about the theme in the book. The ter- used the term self-contradiction. Okay. Basically, all the characters are talking about, I don't have this. Yeah. You know, I don't have this, I can't do that. And that, like, lack of confidence that actually is to blame for why mm-hmm. them just yeah, basically thinking the... that they don't have brains or a heart or courage. Yeah. And then their adventures prove that, like, mm-hmm. they actually do. Like, the scarecrow is always the one coming up with the ideas, even yeah. though he claims that he doesn't have a brain. I yeah. liked that, too. 
Yeah, I really, I really that, I like the, those examples they provided. That was like my favorite part of writing and underlining stuff when I was reading the book. Yeah. Was being like, oh, the scarecrow came up with this, but but you know, he doesn't think that he has a brain, and, mm-hmm. and the Tin Man cried because of this, and yeah, the you poor know. little bug that he stepped on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the lion took on those two beasts. Like, he. Yeah. He didn't really take them on. Like, he didn't actually end up having to fight them, but he says something like, I'll, as long as I'm alive, I will fight them. Yeah. I'll keep he, them I mean, from he you stood as long up to as them, I can. Least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that is so brave. And I actually think I wrote, like, um, courage is not the absence of fear, dot, 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 <laughs> in my margin. I was just thinking that, too. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking that. But, but I do like that term, self-contradiction, and... And I definitely was looking for it through mm-hmm. throughout. Yeah. And which also explains why at the end, all the wizard has to do is convince them that he's given them that stuff because they had it all along. Right. Which was a difference. And I know we're not really talking about the, like, the 1930s. 39, yeah. 1939 movie yet. But that was kind of a big difference between the book and the movie for me was that the wizard actually in the book, actually convinced them that he was giving him this stuff. Yeah, he actually gave him, like, a brain, a heart, and, you know, a courage potion for the lion. Yeah, whereas in the movie, he t- he told them straight out, you've had this all along, you just don't have a diploma. Yeah, or you, you just don't have, don't have like, yeah. a medal of honor and stuff like that mm-hmm. to prove that you have it. I'm not sure what that actually does to it, like, whether the book kind of lessens the contradiction a little bit, or... I think it just makes it more childlike in a way because because they didn't have to come to the realization that they already had it. They were just like given it and you know like it's not some kind of big self revelation. Yeah, which I, I mean think. technically the um, the wizard in the book does say the same thing. They just react differently to it because yeah. he, he's like he's like even a child has a brain but it doesn't he does know anything. Say it, so. Yeah. yeah. But it just, it's just, instead of them being like, really? Wow. It was more of like a, well, I, I won't feel, be happy until yeah, like, I have it. I feel like I want a brain anyway. Thanks. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Which is childlike. Like, yeah. that's how kids are, really. Yeah. You can't explain to them why they don't need something if that's yeah. what they want. But I mean, I feel like even as, like, adults, sometimes we're like, you know, I would just feel better if I had this anyway. You yeah. Know? Like, kind of that precautionary measure, almost, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought all of the little, like, stories of other people were really interesting. Or not other people, but other, like, beings uh, or beings or whatever were interesting. Like, you don't know, um, for the Tin Man, he used to be a, pe- a person. Like, yeah. And he, you know. Well, that was one, well, that was one thing that was interesting was that, um, that was something that they had in Wicked. Or not, like, mm-hmm. the musical, but in the original, like, in the Gregory Maguire book was that he used to be a person. And it was pretty much exactly the same story, mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting that they... that he, Yeah, Gregory Maguire took liberties, but he kind of kept that original storyline. Right. But, oh, I forgot about that. Well, I think what's interesting about that, too, is that he was human, So he, and he kind of talks about how, like, when he had a heart. So it's not like he doesn't have something to compare what he currently feels to. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, the the Scarecrow, because he was just kind of born, like, he, it's not like he's like, oh, I had a brain and then I didn't, whereas the Tin Man kind of is like, oh, I had a heart and now I, did, now I don't. Yeah. So he knows sort of what he's missing, which is 
interesting. I think that's how he can justify not thinking that he has a heart. Mm -hmm. Because of the memory convinces him that even though his heart doesn't tell him about what he should do, Mm -hmm. you know, his brain, or, like, he's kind of just telling himself that his heart would tell him this. Mm -hmm. So it's like this, there's this disconnect between what he's actually feeling, where he really is a sensitive, like, he clearly does have... Yeah. Like, those feelings. It's funny, because he tells... What, what, how he explains it, too, is basically, well, I have no heart, so I have to be extra careful. Like, he, he acts like he's... Op- he just acts this way to overcompensate for the fact that he doesn't have a heart. Yeah. But then he cries, and so that's, I think, the actual display of emotion. Yeah. That, that shows that he does. Yeah. I guess. Tin Man was always my favorite. Mm. <laughs> I really liked the Scarecrow. Because Dorothy liked the Scarecrow, or because... No. I actually like the Scarecrow song the best, though. And I always wondered why... Oh, well, we're getting to the movie, but I always wondered why the lion got two songs, and everybody else only got one. Yeah. His... <clears throat> it's asking he for courage, but then also... get a song? The King of the Beasts, sort of. Yeah, if I was King of the Forest. Yeah, no, I remember that one, but did he, did he have a song beforehand talking about how cowardly he was? Because I don't remember him singing at that oh, point. maybe not. I feel like we need to watch the movie again. <laughs> I watched half of it today, but I didn't have time before work to finish it. Oh, just bringing it somewhat back to the childish. And it's when Oz gives, you know, scare, the scarecrow's brain. I just, I definitely had a chuckle to himself when they said, like, oh, how do you feel? I feel wise indeed. And then they asked him, like, why are those needles and pins sticking out of his head? And then the lion just goes, that's proof that he's sharp. I and I just feel like there should have been... Also, just before that, when the wizard says something like about it being brand Brand new. Yeah. Brand new brains. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing is, uh, Kendall probably didn't know, but I was at that part and she's sitting over there and I went, puns. (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy that too. Mm -hmm. Did anybody, I mean, I know this is a kid's book and, you know, all the way through I'm thinking, you know, if I ever have kids, I'd want to read this to them. Did anybody feel like when they got to the West and the witch started throwing things at them that not so much the like the the attacks on the group were scary, but the fact that the group killed everything? Yes. Yeah. I did think that was really like I intense. was like, this is horrible. Especially when the scarecrow starts twisting necks of crows. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That <laughs> was a little much for me. Yeah. Not that I really liked the wolves getting axed. Like crows and wolves aren't inherently evil and I feel really bad for them. The bees, I was kind of like, well, that happens to bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, the two didn't everybody... actually do anything to the bees. The bees just were dumb. So. Yeah. Yeah. They tried stinging someone that they couldn't sting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also felt like a little bit like that when the lion just goes and kills the, the big old beast spider. I'm sure yeah. that you were... <laughs> Happy about um, that. Yeah. But but still, I was like, we're like violently <laughs> like I'm gonna go kill something, versus yeah. do- the like the way they defeat the witch was always, you know, this accidental accidental in a way like yeah. she didn't know she was gonna. She's melt. like apologizing is the witch is melting. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It really. I mean, especially. The Tin Man really bothered me because you know he cries over stepping on a bug, and then he beheads like forty wolves, which I kind of get because he's protecting his friends. But then when he beheads the wild cat, you know, to save the queen of the field mice, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that cat wasn't bothering you. <laughs> well, you could have scared it away. 
I think it's about protecting like the, the underdog, like the yeah, the weak. Yeah. From, kind of like how um, when the lion was attacking or you know scaring them, it was not. I mean, they were scared, but like they didn't weren't outraged about it because it seemed normal. But as soon as he attacks Toto, Dorothy goes off the reservation and slaps him because she's like, how dare you pick on somebody that is so much smaller than you? That's so so you kind of have that same thing with the, the wild cat and the mouse. And you kind of have that with the munchkins at the beginning as well. Or pretty much everyone that they describe in Oz is actually smaller yeah. than everyone else. So like you have this like where thieves powerful witches are ruling and dominating over them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the wild cat is terrorizing the mice and, like, it, it definitely mm-hmm. is something of, you know, you shall not side with the great against the powerless sort of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, at least when it came to, like, the lion versus Toto, you know, she just slapped him, slapped some sense into him and he's like, I know I'm a coward, I'm sorry. And you kind of see that even the people who seem to be mean are okay. But, like, you know, beheading a wildcat, he never had a chance. You know, yeah. it's not so black and white. That's true. The wildcat might have been hungry. Maybe he was starving to death. Wow. Yeah. And now he's dead. That is one thing. is There was an era of, or an aura of menace in here that I was kind of surprised about. Like, yeah. like you said, the amount of things that they kill. You know, yeah. it, mm-hmm. in the movie, it, it's never, it was never that type of quest. You well, know? they didn't meet, like, half the things that are in the book. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I like all of the extra adventures. I yes. no, I do too. Mm-hmm. I almost wish that they had actually touched upon a few of them in the movie. Yeah. Mm. Not to mention, like, the book actually makes more sense than the movie. Just the fact that you know they have four witches, mm-hmm. two of them good, two of yeah. them evil. You know, because since there's two good witches, both of whom help them, it makes more sense in the book. Because you know, they meet one at the beginning. She's like, "Oh, go see the wizard," and then. In the movie, it's, you know, Glinda, all the way through, who tell, who lets them know who helps them. And then only at the end is she like, oh, y- you can go home anytime. Right, and she yeah. had to like, find out know, for it herself. It makes sense in the book that it's like, oh, they finally go see Glinda. And at the end, the first time they meet Glinda, that's when she tells them. Yeah, she, she had the power all she, along. She can use the shoes to go home. Yeah, it also... I was also happier in the book when they got to the deadly poppy field because it wasn't just like magical snow that wakes them up. It's like the it was perseverance and teamwork and you know yeah lots of things. I mean, it did feel really bad when they were pulling Dorothy and then they look at the lion. They're like, "We can't do anything for him. Just keep going." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No, you have to go back." <laughs> well, there was a couple of times where I was. They kind of lose a member of their party, and yeah. and you're like, well, uh, uh, what? You're just gonna like when the scarecrow gets yeah. lost in the river. I'm I like, got, that I is know. really tragic. It was he's really sad too because he's like, he's just like, goodbye. Yeah, he was <laughs> just stuck there. Yeah. Well, I think it was worse when he was torn apart because you know, like in the movie, he's, he's still he's in pieces, but he's still together. And in this, he was just like eviscerated. I was destroyed. surprised that they could put him back together. I didn't see it as mu- that much worse, actually. Really? Because, mm. like, you know, in the movie, no, he's like, the oh, mo- there's straw over there and straw over there. But here, it was like his so clothes were up in the tree and everything else was gone. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, can they even save him from that? Apparently, they, they can. can. Yeah. What? Well, I thought it was kind of weird that yeah, they... Because, 
saved and fixed the Tin Man, and then they're like, oh, let's go look for the Scarecrow now. It's like, why weren't you looking for him at the same time? Like, yeah. I don't... Yeah, that was a little weird, but... Because it's a children's book, and you can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. yeah. Children don't multitask. Although I did love the fact that you did know that the Scarecrow could come apart earlier because they covered the lion and Toto and Dorothy. With them, yeah. That made me happy. I was like, well, that's neat, because in the movie it seemed like it was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was like, I'm over there, and I'm over there. Yeah. (laughs) I also liked, you know, the different characters that you met. Like, you know, the the tiny porcelain people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the hammerhead. That part really surprised me. Yeah. I mean, actually, most of everything after they killed the Wicked Witch surprised me. I mean, I knew up to the point where, you know, the wizard goes off on his own because the balloon leaves before she can Mm -hmm. get on it. So I knew that. But, like, from there, everything else was kind of a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, the personal people, I really liked the... um, the winged monkeys and that they had a story and that they weren't yeah. like just totally evil because yeah they are oh man i there were there were nightmares had as a child about those winged monkeys <laughs> and if you'd known their backstory yeah see if i'd known that it wouldn't have been so scary yeah <laughs> because but they weren't completely evil in the movie because they're happy well, that the queen or not queen the witch I... dies and they were they were just as much Oh, I don't remember the monkeys being like that. I just yeah, remember I the guards being like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't remember seeing the monkeys' reaction. Monkeys were... Were they celebrating yeah. too? Yeah. I was questioning that while I was reading it because I couldn't remember. So if they are cheering at the end, it's apparently so subtle that most mm. people don't notice. Yeah. Because it really well, is the guards. That, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyway. I'm trying to think of the other things we meet. The hammer hats, those were weird. Yeah, like you said, the spider. You had like... The cald... What are the things that the lion... What were they called? Caldas or Calidas? Oh, or? the Kalelis? But yeah, there was those. I was excited when we got to the trees, but then it didn't really... But then it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, because when she picked up the apple, like, at the beginning, to, to, you know, for breakfast and everything, I was like, I didn't think it came this early, and then, (laughs) like, the trees didn't do anything, I was like, oh, never mind, this, yeah, yeah, that, and then, of course, as it went on, I thought that they weren't going to do the trees at all, like, I thought maybe that was an add-in for the, um, the movie, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it kind of was, you know, they changed it where the trees are throwing apples, but, (laughs) yeah, it was awesome, anyway, and talking, yeah. yeah. It did kind of bother me that the Tin Man wasn't bothered by, you know... Well, I mean, they didn't really shriek when he cut them, but, like, they still kind of, like, winced. I didn't... I was actually... Felt really awkward about that, too. Because it said something like it was shaking all over like it was in pain, and I was like... It, it would have been nice if it feel. It's <laughs> one of those things where, you know, couldn't they have gone up to the tree and at least tried to talk to it? Um, okay... We might be going a little too far. All right, that's fair. <laughs> but I mean, but you know, still, Dorothy I did when, when to everything did. else. <laughs> yeah, I love there was this one line because you do after a while you're like, okay, everything can talk in this. Like, yeah, everything can. But there's this little line at one point where it says something about Toto, and it's like weirdly he couldn't talk still or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was like the one of the farmers when just before they get to the emerald or when they get to the Emerald City and they have, I don't know, something close to the Emerald City, and he asks each one of them why they're going to Oz, and then he looks down at Toto and goes, and what are you looking for? And he just wags his tail. <laughs> he can't talk. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that, but there was actually a line oh, about there? how Toto can't talk and how that's 
kind of weird. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. It was funny. Because yeah. I was thinking that, too. Yep. Like, well, maybe he just doesn't know how because he's never been able to before. Yeah. He's sort of like a baby he has to learn. Yeah. He just doesn't have... He's not just able to stay in Oz yet. long enough to actually learn. Yeah. Does everybody have, like, a favorite thing? Anything specific from the book that's your favorite? Okay, I've got two favorites, which might be cheating. That's okay. The first one, because this is awful, actually, but the the scene where the witch... Like, where she throws the bucket of water on the witch. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I don't know. That's not awful. It's kind of awful because the witch dies, really. But, but she's evil. Exactly. I know, but but I just love it how, like, in here, the witch is like, haha, I got your shoe, and Dorothy just gets so mad that she just picks up this bucket of water and throws it on her. <laughs> I did you like know, that. like any kid does, you know? <laughs> as you do. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> that is actually really good. <laughs> well, and, like, again, in uh, the other adaptation that we were talking about before in Wicked, like, I always thought it was really funny that... Um, in there, like, she dies because um, her skirt catches fire, and Dorothy's like, oh, I'll save you, and, you know, throws it over here. And then again in the movie, you know, you have sh- where she's trying to save the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's really funny that you boil it down to the original text, and it's nothing more than this little girl who's having a, te- tam- like a temper tantrum. Yeah. And just accidentally, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Throw some water at her. Yeah, I love it. Yep. So, yeah, that was my first favorite part. And my second favorite part, I thought it was really interesting the first time that they met the wizard um, individually, how the wizard appeared as something different each time. Mm -hmm. And I liked seeing those different forms and how he kind of seemed to know what was, what would be the best form for each person. Yeah. Like, he scared Dorothy with the head, and then, I can't remember who came next, but like... The lady, uh... He scarecrow. like kind of dazzled the, the scarecrow with the lady, and then um, he like the lion was about to go and say, "I'm gonna attack them," and he like was a fireball for the lion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I so, think that, and he was like a five-armed, five-eyed rhinoceros beast or something. Yeah, or uh, the Tin Man. Yeah, so it was something like, that just like threw all of them off balance. They were yeah. expecting something, mm-hmm. and just was completely thrown off by what what Oz actually looked like to them. Jen, did you have a favorite part? You know, I think, well, we already mentioned this, but I actually really did like how they, it was the backstory with the monkeys, Mm -hmm. with the flying monkeys. I thought that that was interesting. We also already mentioned this, but I also liked, you know, on on the adventures, how it was, you know, the scarecrow who was coming up with the plans, the, the tin man who was kind of, the compassionate one, and then, you know, the lion, who was the courageous one, even though it was, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have the confidence to realize their their own qualities. So, I, those were really the things that I appreciated most, because it was kind of something additional to what I already knew in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think, this is kind of a weird favorite part, I think, but I liked that... Saying I like it even might be the wrong term, but the spectacles that they had to put on, I knew right away that that everything was green because of the spectacles and that nothing was actually going to be green. Mm -hmm. Because it said green glass in them, and I was like, well, if you had a green city, why would you put green glass in the spectacles? Like, you would just put dark tint in the spectacles if you were worried about people being blinded, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I'm sure that there's some really fancy explanation for that when people analyze it for an allegory and stuff like that. Yeah. But. Sort of rose-tinted glasses of sorts. Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. Green is the color of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that too. It was somewhat somewhat the color of magic here. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, how I was looking at it was because the wizard had a line of, the younger people actually think that the city is emerald. It's just how, as time goes by, stories or stuff like that change, you know, Mm -hmm. because of the next generation and it's being retold and things get changed and truths get changed. And, you know, one generation, you might know it as a story, but then the next generation might think that that actually happened, you know, like that kind of stuff happens. You mean like those people that didn't realize Titanic actually happened? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Emerald City is Emerald. Kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't really question it. I'm yeah. sorry. That just reminded me. A couple of my friends went to see Lincoln recently, and there was two old ladies that would not stop talking during the movie, but the funniest part was the fact that they were actually shocked by things that happened in the movie Lincoln. <laughs> it's like, yes, that amendment passed. You should know that. Yes, he got shot in the theater. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah, no, I think Look that... Out! that- <laughs> I think that that was part of why I liked it too because it did say like because when, he, when they were talking about it he says that they built the city like he had them build the city and then he decided that he wanted it to be green because he he called it the Emerald City or whatever and he wanted the name to mean something well, so I mean, then was... they all had to wear glasses it's like well obviously some people know but I mean it was green from the outside I think it was so that you didn't realize. Because because, because the you, guy the guy at the gate had green tinted skin before he put on the glasses. So it makes me think that they like that guy had to dress all in green and paint his skin green or whatever so that it wasn't weird when you went inside and everybody else was green tinted. Yeah. So And then you have where they leave the city and her Dorothy dresses. notices that her dress is white now. And but she doesn't. Toto's ribbon is white. Mm-hmm. And it says, like, to her surprise, she found it was no longer green. Yeah. So it wasn't that, oh, it's a white dress all along. It just looked... No, she she thinks that it's something that it was green before, but now it's white. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And then I thought to myself, yeah, I suppose if you have green-tinted glasses... You wouldn't think to dye anything green because it looks green to you already. All right. Yeah, my guess is everything was shades of white. Yeah. In the city. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that would blind you. <laughs> it's all about perception. Yeah. Anyone else what favorite? They choose to see. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of parts that I really, I really liked, but I think it might sound stupid, but I think my favorite part is when Glinda gives the, or says she's going to give the, the gold cap to the king of the monkeys. Oh, yeah. Because I was good. hoping that Dorothy would think of that all along. Me too. But it still worked out, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, I actually thought that it was going to be, for some reason, I don't know why I never thought that 
that to stop it, you give the cap to the monkeys. But in my head, it was like you needed to use one. It was like a genie thing where you had to use one of your wishes to... Well, that's what oh, I was thinking. Yeah. Just, like, her to last set wish would, free. would be, yeah. I, I wish that you were free of this. But they weren't really wishes. They were just commands, like, will you yeah. do this for me? Yeah. So it makes sense that they, to, to stop the cycle, you would give them the cap. But you're right. Oh, I did like that. Yeah. I was happy. And I love that Glenda was like, I think I will need just three. Like, she knew exactly that she needed to send everybody back. And I love that everybody yeah. got their own kingdom. Yeah. Although, one thing that bothered me is that Tin Man, unless I'm confused, Tin Man, like, he goes to reign over the, the Wingies like they asked, but he never goes to get his beloved. Uh, that's another book. Ah. ah. Okay. <laughs> then I will read on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah. I, I'm not sure which one it is, but I did read it. Because I, re- I read through um, all of the canon kind of descriptions, like just the really brief descriptions, to see if there was anything akin to what the movie seems like it's going yeah. to be. Uh, I think that we should... Well, Ryan didn't say what oh, his sorry, favorite sorry, part sorry. was. Oh, sorry, What was your favorite part, Ryan? I don't really have a favorite just for like the book. I kind of have something that's favorite... Just because of the movie, too. Okay, well, so. I was just going to move us on to, like, kind of talking about the movie, slash, we can talk about it a little bit, like, comparison as well. Mm. So, uh, Wizard of Oz came out in 1939. It was written by Noel Langley, Florence Ryerson, and Edgar Allan Wolfe, directed by Victor Fleming, and stars Judy Garland, Frank Morgan, Ray Blogger, uh, or Blodger, maybe, Bert Lair, Lair? I'm bad at names today. Jack Haley and Margaret Hamilton. So, why don't you start us off then, Ryan, with your book slash movie favorite thing? My favorite was the way, and then what makes this brilliant is that you know it wasn't written this, like, in thinking this, was that he, in the beginning he's talking about how Kansas is this gray, everything's gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the movie, and the movie's gray, and then they go to the mm-hmm. to Oz, and then it becomes color on it. And mm-hmm. I just love that. I thought that was so cool because you wrote this in, well, it was published in 1900. 1900. Yeah. I don't know exactly when movies were starting to be made, but at best, it was very early, so he really wasn't thinking about, oh, this book's going to get turned into a movie. Right. But it's just so perfect how that worked out. Which I think is... Potentially one of the reasons, obviously, you have Judy Garland and you do have a really good cast um, for the movie, but I think that it actually is part of the reason that this is the one that has stood up for us is because this is is it. This is when color, you know, hit. This is, you know, like, nobody went into the movie even expecting there to be color originally. Like, it was a surprise to everybody when, Mm -hmm. you know... When she opens the door, it ties and everything's in color, and yeah, this is, and that's when movies started being in color. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, the, and this brings us back to the very first episode of this podcast is when we were talking about, like, when movies first came out, yeah. and the very first movie of the train coming, and everyone flinched because they didn't mm-hmm. expect that. But it was like, <laughs> it's coming at us, it's coming at us, we're gonna get run over. But yeah, and they talked about that in Hugo, but like this was, it was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. So that, that color, and Ryan, you're right, I could see it in my mind's eye when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just really well done. Yeah. Also, like, it, you know, iconic in Wizard of Oz, even the stories, you know, if you watch any TV shows where they try doing a symbol of the Wizard of Oz, they do the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, they, in some way, they start off with, like, gray skin or black and white and then they add 
more mm-hmm. color somehow. Yeah. Um, one of the things going along with that that I noticed obviously was different, but obvi- that I'm very glad that they changed for the movie was in the book, every part of the country seemed to have like a particular color that they were, and I was like, obviously, if you're doing a movie in Technicolor, you don't want to just stick to one color every mm-hmm. time. You want it to be really, like, get every color yeah. you can in there and really yeah, vibrant. Yeah, all of those flowers and yeah. the houses and their clothes and the lollipop guild and... Oh, man. I, I agree. Did, I did watch the first half of the movie this morning, yeah. and I got so excited for the lollipop <laughs> guild. Like, that was always my favorite. <laughs> They're so cute, and their <laughs> dance is like the weirdest yeah, thing ever. Yeah, it kind of freaks me out because it, it all it They're always so looks jerky. like yeah, it always looks like they've got some kind of like nervous tick. <laughs> yeah, I always think that it looks like someone like trying to kick off a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm really glad that uh, Lyman Frank Baum's books are uh, what, do you, what do you call them? Public domain. Public domain because I just went onto iBooks on my iPad and they're so all free. Woohoo! Yeah, but I did think it was interesting, and I actually, while reading this morning, made a little chart in <laughs> in my book that, like, was, like, what part of the country was ruled by which witch and which color they... Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, like, and I, I labeled, and, like, whether it was good or evil. Oh, yeah. And then I put Emerald City as neutral. Neutral, yeah. Because, I don't know, it seemed mm-hmm. pretty neutral. There's kind of some shenanigans going on there, but... <laughs> yeah. But it's not malicious. <laughs> All I have to say is when they reached the Emerald City, I had a good laugh because one of the first things that is described in there is that everybody pushes these carts and there are no horses. And that was such a big thing in oh, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but the house, horse the, of the horse of a different color is my yes. one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's great. I mean, I, I don't know if it counts as a pun, but like... It, it, it is enough, yeah, it's, it's a play kind on of, words. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a really great little play on words that was just great. Yeah. And I love that color-changing horse. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that it, one of my favorite parts about it was the actors playing different roles. Yeah. Like, multiple roles. Like, you have all of those people in her world in Kansas that translate over to, to, to Oz. Which kind of suggests too like in in this book actually it gives you the feeling that she actually did go to Oz mm-hmm. and she was sent back but in the movie it's clearly like it's this dream it's supposed sequence. to be a dream yeah. yeah yeah and I'll be honest like that type of story in general where oh we have this great adventure and then I woke up and it was all a dream that gets on my nerves. Yeah, it's such a cop <laughs> it's out. You, it's a cop out. I mean, uh, Wizard of Oz does it okay because they were. It was probably one of the first. Yeah. It yeah. was like before it, you know, became a cliche. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it, it's a cop out. I'm just thinking of uh, you during the Life of Pi podcast being so <laughs> angry that oh, you'd God. read this book and that it might not have actually happened. Yep. <laughs> Still angry at that. <laughs> So. It happened. Yeah. It also, happened. another thing that I liked <laughs> <laughs> about not, I mean, speaking of actors playing different roles, but Frank Morgan, who is Oz, he's not just playing that guy in Kansas, the fortune teller or anything, but in Oz, he's playing everybody, or in Emerald City, he plays, he plays everybody. Basically, he plays the guy with the horse of the different color. He plays the gatekeeper. He plays the, the guard, guard that takes them in. 
Mm-hmm. And it makes me think, like, is it actually supposed to be this guy kind of running around, like, trying to make this, make it seem like he's so in charge, but that Oz is, or that Emerald City, it's kind of the same <clears throat> thing as the glasses. Yeah. It's, it's all kind of this smoke screen. Yeah. That he's got going, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting. I never thought of it that way before, that, like, maybe... I don't think I knew that that was the same guy. <laughs> I, I remember recognizing him, actually. But, mm-hmm. you're right, I'm not entirely sure if that's what they're... If that's what you're meant to realize, or if it's, like, her imagination just kind of putting faces on it. Sort of yeah. how you're always telling me that the faces you see in dreams are people that you've actually seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe she had just run out of faces. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also interesting... I just, I feel like I've heard people kind of say, like, I don't even understand why she wants to go back to Kansas kind of thing, you know, because you've got this beautiful, vibrant, colorful world, and then there's Kansas. But it's home. Exactly. But, like, I thought that it was, it was, there was a different emphasis put on it from the book to the movie. That's true. I was thinking the same thing. Because in the in the book, she's always like people are always saying that sounds like a horrible place. Why would you want to go there? And she was like, because that's home. Like you were just saying, and she's specifically saying like that's where I want to be. I love that place, no matter how gray it is. But in the movie, they kind of it's more the people. Yeah, it's definitely. And <laughs> you definitely the reason I think you get it is because you have the same characters basically. Yeah, and you get that little bit. But at the same time, she's kind of ignored in the beginning, too. Yeah. By a lot of people. Like, just stay out of her way, don't get into trouble kind of thing. And you kind of, like, I mean... Because I feel like in the movie it was more of a... She was miserable at home, she couldn't have any fun, and then she finds this great place, but then in the end she realizes that there's no place like home. Mm -hmm. Rather than always knowing that there's no place like home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. This movie is just such a classic. I can't even... (laughs) I know. It's like, I really... I don't even know it. I love it. It won um, everything. No, it, it, it was it was up for best picture that year, but it was taken from it by Gone with the Wind. Um, Lame, of course, at the Oscars. But it did win um, best original song for over the, somewhere over the rainbow, which is also the uh, I'm like really I love AFI top hundred lists. It it was their number one uh, top uh, hundred songs one hundred years. Yeah. Um, but also it does have, I'm sure that There's No Place Like Home is, um, is on its 100 quotes, 100 years list as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And even if this one isn't, I I mean, how, how many times, like, if you, all you have to say is, and you were there, and you were there, and, like, know what they're, you know, people know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, but, like, when she wakes up and she's like, and you were there. Yeah. You were there. I always remember that, too. Hmm. I mean, there's no doubt it's iconic. There's a reason. But I'm interested. Like, it's it's this big thing. And there are so many adaptations of it mm-hmm. now. Like, it's like you mentioned before. It's, I guess, you can sort of equate it with Pride and Prejudice in that, like, there are a lot of people trying to do that as well. But you've... But think about how many movies they've already released, not only the 1930s one, but like we said before, The Muppets, they had Tin Man, they had like these TV sci-fi movie channels and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, too. Well, that was Tin Man. Yeah, Tin Man, and I remember another one, too. We did Alice, but that had nothing to do with this. (laughs) No. Um, 
Yeah. I just watched that the other day. I know. That's why she's bringing it up. <laughs> well, and also I think about it all the time because you know how I'm in love with Hatter. Mm, who is it? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then they d- they not only did Wicked, too, or, like, you know, Gregory Maguire, Wicked, and then also the musical, mm-hmm. but, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber in 2011, there is, there's a new musical, yeah. Wizard of Oz. Like, what is it about I, this? I really like that the first stage musical was written by him, though, by Frank Baum, Al Frank yeah. Baum. I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think the thing is, is that, like, you know, when you said that it was published in 1900, I didn't realize it was that old. And so it's probably one of the, I mean, besides, like, you know, you can go all the way back to, like, Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. But they're, like, I don't know. They're very, they're probably shorter, they're older, and they're very moralistic kind of yeah. thing. Like, don't be a bad kid or you get eaten by a witch kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so, like, this one's probably, like, the first modern more modern one. You know, it's probably something about it, that. It's interesting, too, it because obviously people all of a sudden realized that it hadn't been done because they jumped on it because we have um, The Great and Powerful, or Oz The Great and Powerful coming out, um, mm-hmm. and one that was supposed to come out this March as well called um, Dorothy of Oz, but it actually got postponed probably because they realized oh, it was coming out the powerful. same month as Oz the Great and Powerful. When did yeah. it get postponed to? Or did I actually I have no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that one is a uh, animated thing, and so definitely a musical. Uh, Leah Michelle's doing the voice of Dorothy. Oh, hmm. yay! <laughs> but I think I think it might be a little bit more. It seemed like just looking at the animation that I've seen from it it looked like it might be a little bit more on the juvenile side than even maybe the, the film was. The, yeah. You know, at least Oz the Great and Powerful, I think definitely it'll be more ju- a little more juvenile than that. But, yeah. Yeah, but, I, like, my point was that obviously somebody real, or multiple people realized, hey, why haven't we done been pursuing things in this direction? Well, it's because yeah. after, I mean, the return of Oz was such a, a bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That... I mean, I love it. I don't care what anybody says. I actually feel like watching it, like, right now, even though I don't have it. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, I think that it was one of those things where it's, like, you you couldn't top the greatness of the original. Yeah. So most people probably didn't want to, and now it's... It's just far too iconic. You definitely... Yeah. I don't think you can tell that story again. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I probably already know this. Dorothy Vaz is actually the title of one of his books. Yep. So I... My guess is that that new animated one is not going to be this story either. You know, people yeah. are looking to tell other stories and not retell The Wonderful Wizard of Oz because yeah. it's been done. Although there are a great many differences, as, I mean, we've already said yeah. in the in the book. It's, <clears throat> it's really not... So there could possibly be an opportunity to actually make a movie or a TV series. I, I wouldn't want to try it, but I, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of room, but the thing is, and I was thinking this while I was reading the book, and we talked about how it is this kind of like lots of mini adventures throughout very, which is great when you have a book for kids, but I don't think it works in a movie, from a movie standpoint. I think that you need yeah. one villain, which is, they have the Wicked Witch show up early, and show up again and again so that you yeah. have one villain throughout it and you have one and and like we said they kind of cut off the journey back to Glinda to Glinda at the end you know instead of having 
them have to go on another adventure yeah, after the uh, after Oz leaves. They just she's there and shows up yeah. and says, "Oh, you've had the power all along." Which I think having something all along is basically having blank all along is basically the theme of the movie. I mean, it partially the theme of the book, but I think that they almost drive yeah. it home a little bit more. Yeah. In the in the film, because you have the three characters that already have brains, heart, yeah. and courage, and then you have her with the slippers who had the, the power, power all along. along. But it's she also had she kind of has that line at the end where she says where Glenda says what have you learned, and she says, well if I go looking for adventure I'm not going to go further than what I already have because mm-hmm. I had a family that loved me but I you know yeah. wanted something else. And then, yeah. then I spent all my time just wanting to get back to them. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you said something interesting when you were saying that, too. You said, like, you know, after Oz left. And it kind of made me realize that Oz isn't the wizard's name. But no. why is it, like, it's Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful? Like, this well, new movie. Well, they do say... So, are they making that the wizard's name? I thought I in the preview so. that he said that his name was Oz. It might be, like, Oswald. Maybe you might just call him Oz. That's what I'm wondering, is that, like, yeah. nowhere does it say that that's his name. In, in fact, you said his real name is Frank Morgan, although he's Morgan. Well, no. Well, his that's the actor's name. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, but, yeah, that he's pretty much all in here. He's just the, yeah, Wizard, the Wizard of Oz. Of Oz. Unless, does he call himself, like, I am Oz the Great and Powerful, or? I feel like that's oh, no. where it comes and bade him enter the presence of Oz. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, he just calls himself I am the Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful. Terrible. So, he Great. really... So then you have the question of, did he name himself after the land he landed in? Or was the land named after him? After the name that he came up with? I think that he named it. I feel like he named it. I think the entire point is that he landed there and everybody thought he was a wizard and he kind of took over. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things too, is with this movie coming out, I was thinking, because I said there, there is no canon book. I went through the canon books, and there is no canon book for this story that, that Oz the Great and Powerful is going to be telling. Yeah. Which is why, but I, I figured that probably you would get enough backstory, at least in the books. You don't get a great amount of backstory in the movie, but you do get a little bit more in this book, and probably in other of his, of um, Frank, or L. Frank, Frank Baum's books. To piece things together. To piece together. things together, maybe. Yeah. For him. But there was definitely things they they talk about him being driven out of the land of the West. That's what the flying monkeys did. Yeah. You know? Um, that's what I'm wondering is that maybe this upcoming movie will actually be like the story that they touch on, kind of the war between mm-hmm. Oz and the Wicked Witch. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, yeah. That's sort of what it looks like too. I heard It looks like it's his origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta love a good origin mm-hmm. story. And what I thought you were gonna say when when you when you started about oh, his yeah. name was I thought you were gonna say it's called The Wizard of Oz and he's in it for two seconds. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that too. He's in it for two seconds, and I think it's really actually I think that the journey that they take and the way that they view him is really interesting, because obviously you have him kind of falling out of the sky, everybody thinks he's a wizard. There's that whole angle of it. But legitimately, in both the book and in the movie, the only thing Dorothy is told is, I can't help you, but maybe the Wizard of Oz can help you. He is great and powerful. Yeah. That is, that's that's the the entire information that she has. Great and powerful. And then 
they go on journey and she meets three other people where they're like well, he'll probably give you some brains, and he'll probably give you some a heart, and he'll probably so give you courage. Like, where does she, that come from? That's true. She took like, that small amount of information and just completely blew it out of proportion. Yeah, it's totally like, you don't know that he's willing to, to help any of you. But that's, but I mean, you don't know that he I mean, in the movie, they kind of just go with it, but in the book, she's like, because the scarecrow goes, do you think that he could give me some brains? That's what I'm looking for. And she goes... Maybe. He'd probably be the one, you know, the only one who could. Well, that's what I'm, I think at first it's more timid. I think with the scarecrow, she's kind of like, well, you'd be... In the movie, I remember being like, well, if you didn't, you'd be no worse off than you are now. Yeah, that's what she said. So there's that at the beginning, but then all this... But then I think when you get to the, the Tin Man, it's like a little bit stronger. And by the time you get to the... You know, I think it kind of grows throughout the movie. Yeah. And, like, being so certain that he is going to give them this, that he has the power, and that he has the... He cares. Like, yeah. there's no really saying... Nobody saying... I think in the movie she does... Glinda does call him, say that he is a good wizard. Yeah. But I, I don't think that happens in the book. No, but no. you have to remember there's that no... every time they meet somebody new... You know, like, when Tin Man says, do you think he can give me heart? And he'd be like, well, I, as much as he could give him brains. It was kind of yeah. more like, if but he can do that, he can do that. Right. I know, yeah. I know. But I think it's still, it, I still think that their kind of certainty grows with, like, maybe their kind the, of the collective of desire for these things to happen. Yeah. Or The amount of or faith. Something. Like, their collective faith in him. And then when they get there, even before they find out that he isn't a wizard... It's quite yeah. disappointing because he doesn't care, really. Like, yeah. he doesn't... He just wanted the witch gone. He sends, he sends them away. He, and he sends them on an errand that he does not think they will come back from. Yeah. He pretty much sends, like, sends them on a death mission. Suicide well, mission. I, yeah. suicide he doesn't suicide technically mission. send them. He just says, you won't get what you want until I get what I want. They didn't have to go. Yeah. But... That, I know. He left That it was, like, a manipulative way of doing that. Like, mm-hmm. it, he... As he is good as sent them, pretty much. But yeah, I see what you're saying. He didn't in the movie. He did that though, didn't he? He said you need to go kill the witch. Yeah. Whereas here, he was just like, no, until the witch is dead, you're not getting anything. So I see what. Um, you also realize he was doing that because he knew he couldn't give them give them what, what they wanted. They really yeah. Wanted. So he sent them on an impossible mission. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's a difference between sending people on an impossible mission where they might not be able to do it and one where they might be enslaved trying to accomplish yeah. it or yeah. killed or, or killed or whatever destroyed of sorts yeah that's yeah. true douchey thing to do um, he's a humbug <laughs> that was great i love that he was a humbug <laughs> it kind of also brings us to the difference in um glinda between the book and the older movie too is that like i've seen in the movie glinda's kind of like, she's a manipulative little piece of shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you really think about it. She, like, pretty much steals these pair of shoes, gives them to an unsuspecting girl, mm-hmm. sends her on her way to deal with this witch, mm-hmm. doesn't tell her that they can help her get home or anything, you know, pretty much sends her to kill another witch of sorts. You can you can kind of see, like, this machinery in the background. She got lessons from Dumbledore, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she was working, though. Yeah. Maybe she taught Dumbledore. <laughs> or maybe she taught Dumbledore. Maybe. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, it just does... Yeah, it's true. I mean, she is I better def- in, in the book. I mean, I also love the fact that the the shoes are silver in the book, but Glinda's, like, area is ruby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You know, they only really, I mean, I know they kind of describe everybody, but I, I noticed that only, at least in my head, only the first witch that she met, the, like, you know, mm-hmm. the Witch of the North, like, said that she was short and wrinkly and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that she... So it wasn't, because, I mean, they she said that all the munchkins were about her height because she was just, a, you know, she's just a child. It doesn't really say anybody else's height, so it just, it just I don't yeah. know. Everybody yeah. was very short in my it head. It did say that um, Glinda... Look young and looked beautiful. Young. Well, they say that she looked young, but beforehand they say something about how she had found a way to keep herself young, I think. Yeah. Hopefully I do it's not think it's interesting that we never anything. get... The, the first witch is from the north, but we know absolutely nothing about mm-hmm. her or the people that are no. what they're called in her land. Like, we know everything else. There's munchkins, there's winkies, and there's uh, quadlings Yeah. For the other ones. We don't know what the color... Of her, yeah. Uh, I mean, land I mean we really don't know anything about her anyway. Like, I wonder if they get if, like there's other books that you get more about her in. You know what I mean? Probably. I'm kind of hoping one of the witches in uh in the movie in Oz the Great and Powerful is gonna be her. One of them's Glinda. But if Glinda kept herself young, but this other one from the North was older looking, then they yeah. could still be the same age originally yeah Yeah. well here's my question are they gonna try to add things from like the books or are they gonna try to make it attach more to the movie because in in you know in the judy garland movie glinda is the witch of the north yeah yeah well let's start um actually talking about this in a second because i definitely have a possible answer for you okay yeah um oz the great and powerful Releases March 8th in the U.S. and U.K. It's written by Mitchell Kapner and David Lindsay Abair. Directed by Sam Raimi, starring James Franco, Mila Kunis, Rachel Weisz, and Michelle Williams. And like I said, it's meant to be a kind of prequel of sorts to The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Now, the reason I said The Wonderful Wizard of Oz as referring to the book is because um, I went through the cast list today and I saw um, a new poster that I hadn't seen before. Well, the cast list had people called quadlings, munchkins, and winkies on it. Hooray! Also, China Girl. Nice. Oh, yeah, I saw something like that in the Mm -hmm. trailer. And the poster had um, the China Girl riding on the back of a flying monkey. And I thought it was interesting, actually, because the flying monkey did look very similar to how the flying monkeys look in the movie. Which I think was actually a good decision because they're pretty iconic. Yeah. So I think I think they actually are going to stick, like, story-wise to the book, but maybe visually stick to the movie. Mm-hmm. We do know uh, that it is going to start in a, like, sepia tone and then move into yeah. color once they're in Oz, which I yeah. think was a great decision. Mm. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, Glinda's the only one we know her name. That's what I was about to ask, actually, because I've heard that you actually don't know which one turns into Glinda. Then you have Evanora and Theodora. Mm-hmm. Are the three witches. Are the three witches. In and the new. I've heard that you don't know which of them actually becomes the Wicked Witch. Right. Does only one of them which become I, a Wicked Witch? Right. Who That's knows? the question. They, they might both become, like, each. they each become a Wicked Witch, and the, there's now, the Wicked Witch of the East and the West. Yeah, so it was, I guess my assumption is in that case that Alphaba was made up, like that was definitely not canon information. I mean, her name, not yeah. her storyline. Her name was made up. Okay. Like, yeah. 
They because like I, I said, like they could. Maybe she's the one that's not there, though. You know what I mean? Maybe the one that we're actually gonna get is the the one that gets killed, and then the two good witches. You know what I mean? Maybe. The, 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 that would be interesting. It would be. I think it would be interesting because even though Wicked isn't canon, it's a pretty. It's still really widely known. Sorry, I'm just looking through the beginning to see if they actually did say what was up north. Oh, they don't. No. I made a chart. <laughs> and always trust Kendall's chart. I figured, but I just wanted to see for myself, because in my head I thought that they she had at least said a quick thing, but I guess the north is a lonely place. Well, I went back to look and see if there was any more information about her, because the story of the flying monkeys involved a sorceress in the north. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure, I was like, well, it doesn't say she's a witch, but there's a sor- they mentioned that she's a sorceress, so I wasn't sure if she was supposed to have been that woman uh, that enslaved But she's a good witch. You think she wouldn't do that? Yeah, but they did, they, they said that she was a good person. She just got really mad. And I never really took it, she didn't, like, enslave them the way the Wicked Witch of the West enslaved the Winkies. She, they were paying kind of a penance yeah. for what they'd done. Which to us seems like no big deal. Like, oh, so they ruined his clothes. But I, for a second, I thought he was going to die, guys. Yeah, well, no, happened. I thought the clothes were going to be too heavy and he was going to drown. And oh, then I, I thought I... that he was not going to know how to swim. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, and in the but... book, they do say that the wizard is a good wizard. Oh, do they? Good. Mm-hmm. Whether he's a man or not, I cannot tell, for I have never seen him. Yeah, nobody's ever seen him. He is just a man from Omaha. From Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. I love that it did actually say Omaha. Yeah. I knew he was going to be, in the movie, he was going to be from Omaha, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. I think it'll be really, that. I think that's the most exciting part, I think, of the movie for me right now. I mean, visually, I think it's going to be, like, amazing. Just the posters and everything that have come out have been really exciting to look at. Yeah. But I think figuring out who's who is definitely going to be up there. Yeah. That's and what I really like that there's I like that. that there's three and not four because then you're not sure if you're getting too good or too bad, which is mm-hmm. yeah. Which in the movie in the old movie you always do kind of wonder what in the world happened to the good witch of the south. Like, mm-hmm. is there one or does she just yeah. never come into well, it? Well, I mean, or... possibly something happened to her. You know, obviously yeah. we never really get. We don't get anything from the Witch of the East because immediately she dies. Yeah. So. Hooray. (laughs) Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch old witch. The wicked witch. That's another thing that's so iconic that you pretty much sing a line and someone can continue the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you guys do know that you can say anything. I could probably sing something. Like she was saying, you know, when like the people built the city and I was like, we built this city on rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah. That's we how do we do built that. the Emerald City. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe he did. I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, Omaha. Eh. But <laughs> you never know. Maybe he's a little bit I love bit that he, like, worked at a circus as a ventriloquist. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Like, he just magically had all of these skills that he was able to use to convince people he was a wizard. Yeah. And if they'd never seen it before. Hmm. I did love how the big head, instead of it being, like, this special machine making, like, a hologram type thing, it was just, like... Paper mache mm-hmm. thing with like <laughs> strings like to move the eyes and the mouth, and it's all goodly. Yep. But I guess interesting everybody. that we have like the one wizard and four witches. That's because like, he's not really a wizard. I, I don't understand. Well, I just mean like it's uh, 
maybe it's a balance of the land to have four four witches, two good, two bad. Are you saying that four but, women make up one man? No, I'm oh, saying that he, he wasn't even real. <laughs> I mean, not a real wizard. That's not helping your case. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that the there was only one wizard because he was able to fool people. Their perceptions of superiority tended towards the male. Maybe. I wouldn't even say that. It's just because it came out of the sky. It was all happenstance. But it was the luck. land. It's the land of Oz. Like that's where she is, the land of Oz. So the one not real, not even magical power inclined man that falls out of the sky and he rules over the land, even though there's four four powerful women, powerful women. Yep. That just get part of the country. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, it was written in 1900. That's okay. what I was going to say. I was Published also going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he probably didn't even really think about that. Well, it wasn't a consideration at that time. Well, no. I don't I don't mean like a sexist thing. I don't no. think he was thinking like, these no. four women equal this one man. No, no, I, I don't think so either. No. That's the problem. He didn't think about it. It was 1900. They don't think about it. That's not what I meant by not thinking about it. I meant like, I don't think that he thought that... That any one of them was more powerful than the other. Except that the monkeys did say that good is more powerful than evil. That was the only the only mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, the fact that the women had powers, like, you never really... I mean, besides the fact that he was a fake wizard, you don't hear about other wizards. There were sorceresses and witches. So all the women had the power. He had to fake it. That is true. At the same, like, you might say whatever you want about it, the fact that he dominates this nation or whatnot, but at the end of the story, Oz doesn't look too hot. No. It's, yeah. I mean, it could also be because they'd never seen a wizard before that they just assumed that he was more powerful than the rest of them because he was the only one. But, you know. Yeah. He's not. Because women are better. (laughs) Not better. Just equal. Yes. (laughs) True. Well, I mean, Dorothy does go running around with, you know... A bunch of guys. Yeah. I was going to say three guys, four if you count Toto. <laughs> he was a boy. Oh, I love Toto's Toto. so cute. I know. Like, I bet everybody wanted that kind of dog after 1939. Oh, I wanted you, a dog. I still want it. Yeah. Was it a Silky Terrier or a Yorkie? I don't know. It actually didn't quite look like a Yorkie at all. I always picture him as a Yorkie, but like... Then I think his ears are wrong. Maybe. Anyways. Yeah, maybe. Who he knows? He could have been a mutt. Yeah. Not he was He has to be purebred, guys. True. Yep. <laughs> he was just adorable, and that's all I need to know. I know. But uh, I definitely, I, I, I wanted one of those dogs. And also, I was Dorothy for Halloween one year, and I had a little stuffed. It was actually, a, I think it was a Scotty. Close enough. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Little stuffed Scotty <laughs> that I put in a basket. Cute. Well, I mean, he does say that he's a black dog in the book, so you'd think it would be a Scotty. I mean, not that every little black dog has to be a Scotty. That's just sort of what I think mm. in my head. Mm. And the drawings make him look like a Scotty. But it says... Oh, right, yeah. It did have an original illustrator, but apparently, like, it's been illustrated a gajillion times. Yeah, says... Matter of fact, oh, I'm, I'm one of those cover-to-cover readers. My introduction made me cry. It's by Corn- Cornel- Cornelia Funk. Cornelia Funk. Yes. Oh, I love her. Oh my gosh, she had to read this introduction. I cried. Okay. During the introduction. It's only a couple pages. Okay. But she does talk about um, the illustrations and about how, like, it gets reinterpreted and stuff and how everybody has their own, like, idea of what um, Toto should look like. Well, not Toto specifically, but everybody. Oh, yeah. 
And in specific, like, kind of, I don't know, I think she mentions, like, Dorothy's pigtails, and, like, so obviously some people don't. In the book, she has a bonnet, you know? I mean, yeah. But yeah. we don't really think about that. We think... They have... She has the dress, like, or the, you know... The gingham dress. Yeah. Yeah. At least the apron, yeah, but... But, yeah, the bonnet was new to me. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we think of her with little braided pigtails. Yeah. Yeah. But it does say that... I, mean, I guess not braided her, pigtails. We think of her as kind of mid-teens, because that's what Judy well, was. Well, Shirley Temple also was... Well, I don't know if she was supposed to play. She was supposed to play, yeah. but she... Um, I think they actually thought she was too young, maybe? Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. It says, in TikTok of Oz, Toto reveals he is able to talk just like the other animals. But Aww. simply chooses not to. Uh-huh. And it says here in, um, illustrations from the first book may have concluded that he was a Karen Terrier, while others believe he's a Yorkshire Terrier, um, as this breed was very popular at the time, and it fits the illustration quite well. In subsequent books, he becomes a Boston Terrier for reasons that are never explained. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then resumes the earlier look in later books. I'm trying to see. It was a Karen Terrier that oh. played, um... Toto. And her name was Terry. The reason they didn't cast Temple was because her singing style was not what they were looking mm. for. Um, but that one of the guys wanted to cast Judy Garland from the start, but was under pressure to co- because Shirley Temple was so popular that they, they wanted to cast her just out of you know popular child starness. Yeah. Anyway. Actually, I just read that they thought Judy Garland was a little old-looking older looking than what they wanted so they had her um wear like a something to hold her breast down um of course not like a, gosh, um corset, corset something like a corset type like that. thing though. you just wrap yeah make her more flat chested and i mean that's why she talked like that too very young and naive what are we expecting from the movie then like is there anything we're really looking forward to, or what are our first impressions on the trailer, stuff like that? I really am looking forward to, like, kind of seeing how long they'll, they'll be able to drop the mystery of who the Wicked Witch is, or which witches we're dealing with. Which witch really. is which? Exactly. Terrible. <laughs> Puns. I'm excited about the casting. I think that I don't think I could have picked somebody better than Michelle Williams to play Glinda. Mm. Like, I absolutely adore Michelle Williams, for starters. Plus, she looks like a little pixie. I don't know. Like, she's mm-hmm. got that, like, kind of, I don't know, glowy face. Like, she looks like... Ethereal. Yes. I'm also really looking forward to seeing Rachel Wise. What, whichever which she turns out to be, I really like her. Me so. too. I'm a fan of her. She's the Wicked Witch of the East. Did we you find that somewhere? Wicked Witch of the West. You're an asshole. No, you we just w- ruined it for us. We wanted to be surprised. We, did we not just go That's on just about prediction. how that was going to be the know. most? Oh, oh, this is his prediction. Oh, okay. okay. This so is you my didn't... prediction. Just because of the fact that they're not telling you, and it definitely they're trying to make it look like uh, Mila Kunis' character is the good one. She's probably the bad one. All right, I, I apologize for getting angry at you yeah. before because I thought that you'd found something online that was a spoiler, and I was mad. But no, well, you said it. You said it with that. such confidence that yeah. we were like, <laughs> I'm just really good at predicting movies, so 
No, the only thing I can find and is I bet the names of Ghidorah and Evanora. Well, yeah, that's on the cast list, though. I mean, that's... Yeah, you just pretty much know their names. That's it. Yeah. Though well, I have Mila to say... Is not allowed to be that With the green... Or the posters, the uh, film posters, with the green, which it looks like it's Rachel once, not Mila Kunis, but I think... But they don't... Not, nobody has to be a green... Yeah, because it never there mentions there's, that. There's it never posters that with the green. green witch. Well, we've seen that in the commercials, though. If you think about it, we've seen the green hand. Oh, right. In the trailer, but yeah. that is a good point. In the book, it never says that she's green. No. No. Well, but it's we don't just know. The even this reflecting from the inside outward. So, but it still depends because in at least in the film, they're supposed the two wicked witches are supposed to be sisters, so they could both be green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we might, you know, like I said, we could be getting both of them. Like, yeah, you know, Ryan, you're saying that oh well, they're making it look like Rachel Weisz is a bad one, so Mila Kunis is probably bad when they could both be bad. Right, right. Well, I'm, uh, they're both wicked, but I'm just saying they're. Make it try to make it look really like she's the Wicked Witch of the West, like she's the one that you know, because mm-hmm. everyone always hates the Wicked Witch of the West more than the East because you never ne- really, like you said, you never really get to know mm-hmm. the East, yeah. Because, like, her Although, poster, how- like, for hers, it's like uh, flying monkeys in the background, and like I said, the Green Witch, it looks like it's Rachel Wentz, yeah. Hmm. I'm just hoping that this movie turns out to be as iconic as the original. I mean, the I like wonderful... Jane Franco for the wizard, the wizard too. Yeah, I think he can do. I think I don't know. He can do like the charming thing, but he can also like because the wizard you don't really know. Like he he obviously gets there and like charms a bunch of people into He's you know clearly gotta be charismatic of some right. sort, but also kind of a dick. dick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I'm just all in all excited I'm about about looking casts. forward to this. Yeah, me too. And also, um, there have been rumors apparently that um, the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Lion are going to make an appearance too. Really? So, like cameos. Hmm. I think that could be kind of interesting. Well, I hope that the Tin Man, much like he was in the iconic movie, that his axe does not turn into a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. You had to. <laughs> I had to. I was thinking about it when I was reading it. I'm like, well, I was too. <laughs> I was like, at least, even though, you know, the move, the it original does. movie took out a lot of things and changed a few things and moved a few things around, at least the Tin Man's axe never became a gun. <laughs> For those wondering, we're making an Al Van Hunt dig reference. Yes, yes, we are. I, I had to say it because I was thinking yeah. about it through the whole crowd reading. So. A little bit as well. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just paying attention to color a lot because. All I remember from talking about it as an allegory in uh, high school history class was that color was important. Like, the the yellow brick road and the silver slash ruby slippers and, like, I don't even know. Emerald City. Emerald City. Yeah, I don't even know. I was paying attention, but I don't remember. And I didn't really read the entire thing about, like, what was supposed to mean everything. Yeah. Because... Well, after I got to the part where I was like, it's never been confirmed that this was intentional, I was like, eh, mm-hmm. don't care. <laughs> well, on the promo pictures online, Rachel Wise has flying monkeys in the background, it looks like. Shh, stop looking at things. 
Well, but then you also have but the possibility of- that it could just be like misleading. True, they because the monkeys, but the monkeys aren't even evil, guys. Like, exactly, they could, they could be commanded by anybody that has the golden hat. Yeah. Although I suppose that oh. they said that they were only commanded by. And they have a completely different poster with the green, with the witch who's green. Like each of the three witches have their own, so you never know. It might not be any three of them. This would be interesting. Yeah. Apparently, later on they do talk about. The North. Mm-hmm. What's in it? Sorry, I just had to look up the colors of Oz because you're talking about it. What's the color of the All North? the colors of the Purple. rainbow. Sweet! Mm-hmm. And it's Gillikins. Oh! Okay. I, oh, I remember wait. them mentioning that in. I saw one of those in... on a cast list. Yay, Gillikins! And I, saw... and I remember them mentioning Gillikins in Wicked, actually. Mm-hmm. So. so they definitely have, like, all of them, like, credited on the cast list for the thing, too. Anyways, anyways. Anyways. On the next episode, <laughs> we are going to be talking about the film Warm Bodies, which comes out next week. If I and, finish uh, Warm Bodies yeah, before I then say, I may join you. Jess, well, even if you don't finish, you can join us. Yeah. Anybody can join us if they want to see the movie. Well, you know what I mean. Anybody host-wise. Yeah. Not anybody. Jeez, listeners, don't get your <laughs> hopes up. <laughs> I don't know if they can make it to the Odeon in Kingston. <laughs> right? Then yeah. they can join us. <laughs> so, Jess is reading it right now. So, yep. cool. If you have anything to add to our discussion on this or any of our other episodes, head over to adaptationpodcast.com to comment and see what we'll be covering in the future and find links to subscribe to us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, this is Adaptation reminding you Flying monkeys are not evil, they're just misunderstood. Exactly. If I'd known that. I know. Could have been scared. So many scared. Spared so. Gosh, words are <laughs> so, so much hard. drama. Spared so many bad words. Well, I was gonna say, even when things seem evil, they might not be. Things are not black and white. They're apparently purple, white, green, red, yellow, and blue. Woo woo. There you and go. Gray. <laughs> and gray. In gray, if you live in, in America. <laughs> well, in Omaha too. He didn't say anything about being gray in Omaha, did he? Well, in the new movie, it's gonna be gray. True. Yeah, yeah. sepia. Yeah. No, that's the difference. Kansas is gray. <laughs> Omaha, <laughs> Omaha is sepia. <laughs> yeah. Sepia completely different. Like, yeah, grays and browns. <laughs> completely different. Completely. That's gotta be a boring circus if it's all in browns. <laughs> I don't right. I just gotta say. Thanks. Guys are weird.
then you even dye my eyes to match my gum. Uh-huh. Jolly old time. Satan, heir of several fair in the merry old land of Oz. Ah, 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 ah.